are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We're coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm in the studio today with a group of really, really funny people. We've got TJ, George, Alexandra. How y'all doing? Great. Doing wonderful. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Since we last recorded, I accidentally got a job. Oh, accidentally. Yeah. Well, my career... Beyond comedy, I work production, which just means we make movies, which is much less interesting than it sounds. And I was trying to find a new company. I ended up working in this studio, Mm -hmm. which does photography, they do video, and I got there the first day and they said, hey, we think you'd be great as a coordinator, which is sort of a manager, basically you work with the producer. I show up the first day Mm -hmm. and I've got my gloves and my Leatherman because that's what you need to be successful. (laughs) In fact, if you're listening, if you do any job and you show up with a pair of gloves and a Leatherman, which is a multi-tool with a knife and Mm -hmm. a can opener, you will automatically be top of the line. Yeah. Yeah, wow. You're um, yourself for the rest yeah. of right. the... Not saying goes for an office environment, though, I will say. I tried it, and... Yeah, <laughs> it's considered they, a weapon. It, yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think mm. admin go together. What's the equivalent in office? A mouse pad Clipboard. and a comfortable chair? Yeah. Bring your own keyboard, right? Bring your own your keyboard. keyboard. What do yeah. we know? <laughs> the clips, the little purse clips. Binder clips? Binder clips. Yeah. I like purse clips. Purse clips is so much better. It's cute. It gives it, like, a little... I get there, and I've got my Leatherman and my gloves, and he hands me a broom, a giant push broom, and says, all right, great, see that giant area over there where we just had this big construction thing where they built all these bathrooms to sell tile? Oh, no. Go ahead and just sweep that up for me. Oh, wow. Do they know who you are? (laughs) Do they know who you are? Wow. (laughs) Thanks, TJ. Evidently not, but you know what? When you're starting a new job, my theory was you got to go down to move up sometimes, right? Right. I took it in stride. I put in my audiobook, and I was sweeping the floor. Uh George and I had just seen Les Mis at the Fox, the national Mm -hmm. tour, Mm -hmm. and after about five minutes of sweeping, I thought, this is terrible, and the song I heard in my head was, uh, uh. Uh, like I was a real weapon oh, man. Oh, the beginning of Les Mis. Yeah, that's that song. the song where Jean Valjean says his number. He's yeah. Like, yeah. Where he's in prison camp laboring. There's an office next to the warehouse. And in the warehouse, we're building things and cleaning things and very physical stuff. And then in the office, they just sit at computers all day. Every time I would walk through the office, I would maybe have to pick up a package or something. I had this cart that they gave me that was super squeaky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's no background music in this office. It's dead silent. Occasionally you might hear tap, tap, tap. That's it. And then I come through and you're like, I'm sorry, I don't know. And then I try to pick it up and roll it on two wheels, but that somehow made it louder. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I felt like Daryl. In the office. Wait, Daryl. Daryl is the, the head of the warehouse worker. Any yeah, Daryl. Where they go up yeah. and they see Michael and the mm-hmm. rest of them sitting there in their desks all day. And, yeah. and you know, you, go, you all don't know what labor is. Oh, my God. I lasted at this job seven days. Uh-huh. Oh. Before I got promoted. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Appreciate that. Yeah, Looking forward congrats. to it. That's a new thing. But my point is, I think mm-hmm. five days a week is too many to work. Yeah. Would agree. Yeah. Yes. I think three, mm-hmm. maybe four.
four-day work week is ideal. Yeah. Okay. Three works. I'm following You're making a face, George. What do you say? I think three is good. I don't know if most people can do that, though. We'd have to completely revitalize society. (laughs) No, I don't mean that they can't because life won't allow them. I think that some people, if you were to give them that many days off, you may just never see them again. (laughs) I think some people have to have no more than two days away from work or mm. they'll fall down a well. Right. What do they, they do need with themselves? They the work to keep themselves alive yes. and like mm-hmm. occupied. And- mm-hmm. Or they get something emotional out of work or something that makes them feel powerful. Where mm. I've not found that. I love writing comedy. I'll slave away on a really ridiculous sketch. Yes. But regular work, mm-hmm. it's just not my thing. Regular work can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, regular work. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Like- I am getting more into a regular workplace, and I understand what you mean, because if you think about it, we have 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, and Mm -hmm. if you're spending, okay, we're going to do a fraction here, five out of your seven days. Five sevenths. Five sevenths. Thank you. (laughs) Five sevenths of your life spent at work. Yep. That's a lot. Mm, Mm. That's some BS. I agree with the three-day work model. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You can do maybe a longer day. That way, if your job gets enough out of you, maybe mm-hmm. we can do three 10 to 12-hour days. But then we get four days off to ourselves mm-hmm. to get things together. I've always been fortunate in that I've been able to do comedy or writing or as a performer where I've never really had to be in a 9-to-5 sort of environment. Mm-hmm. This is a new thing for me. I walk in, and there's this guy, Gary, and he's oh, always there. Course. Yeah. Every morning I go, hey, Gary, and he says, hey, Will, like he's really excited to see me. But the fourth time it happened, I start thinking, is this disingenuous? Mm. Are we always going to have this moment? But what if I ignore you? What's Uh, that going to do? Am I going to throw the whole office into equilibrium and the building will explode? I don't think they depend on you that much. (laughs) They just gave you a broom. It's just the idea of this routine. That's what every day is, me sweeping these floors and hearing Les Mis in my head all the time. He had to work 40 hours and thought he became the apex of the universe. (laughs) So if I miss a day, everybody dies? (laughs) Do they still come if I'm not here? You exist outside my head? (laughs) How long have you been, Alexandria, in your new job? Since the beginning of the year. I started January So four months? Yes, thank you, numbers, math. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's about a third of the year, would you say? Yes. Fraction King, for three months in, what's your observation of this three-month adventure you're on? It's fun. It's cool to have benefits and things that secure you, but, man, I miss that part-time life sometimes of just being a bum and doing whatever I want, man. (laughs) Yeah. I can't just goof off. I have to think about other people. I have to be the apex of the Mm -hmm. world. I have to Mm -hmm. think about what happens if I don't come into the office or I don't show up Mm -hmm. for one of my call times. You're responsible for stuff. The opera explodes. And who has time for that? Responsibilities are ridiculous. This Uh. is dumb. I have to be my own boss because I'm unemployable, because I cannot show up five days in a row at a uh, specific time mm-hmm. and stay all day. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I can't do it. They've hired me again you. in a, a much better role, and I don't have to sweep floors anymore that I know of. Do you still uh, have to show up? But yeah, I do. I'll have to show up, I think, eight days this time. Not in a row. I'll have the weekends, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, none of our parents had the option of having this complaint conversation. This is the gig economy. I like the Greek system where they go into work for two hours, then they go home for six hours, then they come back for an hour. The siesta. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you don't come back. Yeah. The 
said, we're artists. We have to understand. Artists don't work. Like, we don't understand. We didn't come here to help out. We're like, most regular people are going to be listening to us and thinking we're all ridiculous. I feel like most of our listeners are going to go into convulsions from eye rolling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these entitled kids (laughs) who do this podcast. Although, I will say, there is something to what you're saying where writing or performing or getting ready for an audition, that is work. When you're so focused on these creative pursuits, a job does feel like it just gets in the way. This moment hit me when... I was going to have my lunch, and it was a nice day. I packed my lunch in this sad little collapsible ice cooler. Mm. At the time, I was making so little money that I thought, well, I don't want to spend money on lunch. That's a solid percentage of my day rate at this point, right? I go to what's called Atlanta Memorial Park, Mm. Mm -hmm. and when I got there, it was a cemetery. Oh, yeah, that's sad. Instead of turning around and going to another park, I said, you know what? This is a beautiful hill. It's a beautiful day with a view of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Why should these dead people get to enjoy the nice park? I'm alive. This should be for me. So I drove right in past the mourners. Typical millennial. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To the top of the hill, and I sat under a tree, and I had my lunch. Nothing reminds you of your imminent demise and to really think carefully about the choices you make Mm -hmm. than having a cold lentil chili above a cemetery. Are you okay? So, like, <laughs> melancholy. And- yeah, take some meds to get over that. <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned. Live your life. Live your dream. That's all I'm saying. Live your dream. Yeah. It's not a fly. <laughs> the rest of your story. <laughs> no. More to the story. He's like, all right, I need to conclude Go this to somehow. Passion. Yeah. Hey, sirrah, sirrah. <laughs> Speaking of living your dream, I had a dream about the Black Dwarf which we referenced on a previous episode. I do this unfortunate superhero book, our regular listeners may remember, and we highlighted the Black Dwarf. George and TJ and Alexandria, the funny people here, Mm -hmm. challenged me to take this weird character and write a sketch about it. Mm-hmm. So I did. Mm. We're going to cut to this now with some professional actors. We've invited our friends Alex Parkinson and Sarah Brzee here mm-hmm. to read. None of them have seen this before. The Black Dwarf was this kind of 1930s evil, strange gangster. Alexandria's here. She's going to read for Officer Murphy. Here we go. Interior Savings Bank. Jim, a bank teller, helps Waylon. A nervous family man complete a transaction. Suddenly, the black dwarf storms into the bank, brandishing a pair of pistols. Grab a little air with your juicy Viennas. This is a meat stack. Oh, golly, gee, that man has a gun. Everyone remain calm. Yowza, do as I say before I pop pellets into your gizzard. Whatever you say, sir, I have a wife and six children. That's more like it, chum. Now dumb up your diggers. What is he saying? I don't understand. You got beef? Well, I'm the big cheese now, buster, and I'm about to pop a knuckle pie in your button. I think he's hungry. Uh, we'll, we'll do whatever you say, but you have to communicate more clearly. If it were rain and brains, neither of you canaries would snap a slop. I know that one. He's, he's saying we're dumb. Ah, that's right, buster. Who are you? They call me the Black Dwarf. I can clearly see that you're white. Exnay on the horseplay, my noble knave, or I'll clam you in a Chicago overcoat. I'd freeze to death in Chicago. Then do as I say and shoot up your sticklers. I have no idea what he means. You know, hike your high fives. You speak so strange. I'm not going to tell you again. Point your pom-poms to the golden yellow. He wants us to put up our hands in the air. This is a stick-up. That's right. Okay, you should have just said that. Enough out of you, Muggsy. My name is Jimmy. Hush up, Daisy. Jimmy. Don't go goofy gumshoe on me. I'm packing (laughs) heat, remember? Down on your knees. Right away, Mr. Dwarf. 
thank you. Thank you for speaking so clearly. Long as you eggs keep the fuzz away, we're all hotsy-totsy. Uh, whatever you say. Good. Now you, Jimmy, the butter and egg man. I came here to get my nest egg, see? Bring me the broccoli. We don't serve food here. Bang, bang! The black door fires two rounds. Waylon and Jimmy scream. Ah! I'm on the nut, I tell ya. Show me the kale and cabbage. There is a wonderful salad restaurant just down the road. A gunshot is heard. Bang! Ow! My right arm! I ain't no rube. This ought to be duck soup. I nick the frog skins, dust out of here, and buy my kittens some oyster fruit. I love kitties. I need an ambulance. Then shake a leg, twit. When I'm covered in gravy, I'll blow the meat wagon. Get back there and get me the bacon. What? The bones. Whose bones? Fill this sack full of smackers. What the hell is a smacker? You know, chips, chits, clams, scratch, sugar, greenbacks, rhinos. I think he wants money. That's right, unless you want to get zatzed. Whatever that is, it sounds terrible. Okay, I'll go ahead and open the safe. That's the ticket, Mark. My name is still Jimmy. Make it snappy, pal. I gotta scram out before the snoopers send me over. Over where? To the big house, you nincompoop. For a bit in the bing. You are so confusing. I gotta make tracks before the buttons bound me up in bracelets and throw me in the back of a bucket for a jolly up with some Bruno. Here's your money, Black Dwarf. No, just leave us alone. This is some wad of lettuce. It's time for the Black Dwarf to lamb off and make a clean sneak. The sound of a police siren is heard. Officer Murphy storms into the bank with his pistol. Rats, the Johns have come to throw me in the jug. Hold it right there, Black Dwarf. The sting is up. You'll never pinch me, Jellybean. I'll burn up all my powder before I'll go back to the pen. If you kibosh one wing ding at me, my Chicago typewriter's gonna <laughs> fill you with daylight. Let me breeze, Flatfoot, lest you want lead poisoning. Boshwash! Leave the folding greens and lay down your Roscoe, your jingle-brained hood rat. I'm healed, I tell you. My heater is hot and my peepers ready to fog. Drilling a dick is a trip for biscuits, and you know it. <laughs> Show me your meat hooks. I have no idea what they're saying. Okay, the black dwarf is selling him a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Not without my chopper. I'm going to romp all over your honey cooler. Bam, bang, bang! Oh, dear, the officer's been shot and killed. Oh, the dwarf was <laughs> shot, too. He He's still breathing. Jimmy and Waylon emerge from hiding and walk towards the black dwarf, who is gasping for breath. Ow! Come here, Joe, before I blip off. My name is Jimmy. Jimmy, it's not hard. Jimmy! You're going to help me, Jimmy. Whatever you say, Mr. Dwarf. Waiting outside is my boiler. Bring these suds to my muffin. You, you, uh, you... You don't boil a muffin. Time is running short. Okay, try giving us instructions some other way. Bring this bread to my tomato. No, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> the kitten, see? With the nice drumsticks. Okay, so you need us to feed your cat? No, you useless pill. My sweet patootie. A real dish. We've been pitching woo like rabbits all summer. Oh, his rabbit needs a muffin. I'd be crumb if I knocked off without leaving my baby a few checkers. You know my onions? <coughs> the black dwarf's coughing. He's slowly dying. <coughs> I'm allergic to onions. Clam up. I'm dizzy with this dame. I gotta know you'll drop it a dough before I croak. Oh, he has a girlfriend. That's right. It is so satisfying <laughs> when we figure it out. It really is. Oh, he's dying. <coughs> okay, well, what are we supposed to do with that? Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> the black dwarf is dead. Maybe we should say a few words. Okay. Remove your hat. The black dwarf was a keen grifter who kept gumming the works. He probably destined for the hot squat. He was a wheat who wore glad rags and loved a good ring, a good ding-ding. 
<laughs> today we say goodbye to another gobble pipe in Harmland Sunset. <laughs> mm. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> it's seven pages long. Seven pages. Ah, I went a little uh, haywire there. I'm just seeing you sitting typing by yourself. This is gold. I love it so much. Did you come up with the Chicago typewriter, or was that a known? That one exists. Uh, Show me your golden yellows. Yeah. That was mine. Okay. Uh, okay. What about the Butter and Egg Man? The Butter and Egg Man was a guy who would come into town that was a farmer. Well, he's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> a literal butter and egg. A butter and egg man, man was a rich farmer that would come into the speakeasy, and they knew he was rich. They could oh. swindle the butter and egg man. I'll need a butter and egg I man. Know, right? <laughs> the butter and egg man was a sugar daddy, I suppose. Well, thank you. This has been the Black Dwarf in sketch form in the writer's workshop. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special treat today on the Funniest People I Know podcast. We've got a palm reader here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, beloved. My name is Claudette Baptiste. I am a gypsy woman. Uh grew up traveling, telling fortunes all over the world. My mother was actually the bearded lady in the circus. That's amazing. I understand you're going to do a palm reading for us. You've got four people in the studio. Who's calling to you? A young man by the name of TJ. Oh, Wow. wow. That's me. <laughs> All right. So I guess, TJ, she's going to go ahead and grab your hand and, yeah. and read your poem. Here we go. Yeah. Are you ready? Here we are. <laughs> uh, ready than ever, I guess. The first thing that I want to do with TJ yeah. is give me your hands. Because... Uh, yes. oh, both of them? Yes. All right. Nice. It's just a, li- just a little lavender water. Yeah, that feels great. To cleanse oh. all the negative energies that have been yes. surrounding you. Yes. In your entire life. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. Now, TJ yeah. stands for what? Tracy Jackson. I was going to say Thomas or Theodore. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What I need you to do, TJ, yeah. do you trust me? Yes. I need you to relax and I need you to breathe and close your eyes and I need you to pretend like you're a bug. Oh. TJ, you're a bug. Yeah. You're a ladybug. Okay. On a leaf in the ocean. Right. Do you trust me? Yes. You have to trust me mm-hmm. for this to work. Are you ready? Yep. Breathe. Okay. Okay, we're going to go back. I'm to breathe. Okay. Okay, TJ, I need you to focus. Okay. We're going to go back. All right. And just Wait. let me say that what happens in this room uh-huh. stays in this room. Oh, okay. okay. Yes. I usually have my clients sign a non-disclosure agreement. Yep. Because things can get very ugly. Oh. Are you ready for that? Uh, I, no. You're ready, TJ. You're ready. Yes. You're ready. Breathe. Um. Breathe. Okay, I want to go back. I want to go back to your childhood. Um. Okay, I see Chicago. No, no, not Indiana. No, Mason-Dixon line. The South. You grew up. No, wait a minute. I'm seeing biscuits. I see Chicken, wait a minute, barbecue, Mm -hmm. Elvis, you grew up in Tennessee. Yeah. You grew up in Mm -hmm. Tennessee, yes, Mm -hmm. yes, you did. And I see you. I see you in, in the backyard. Uh-huh. I see you in the backyard. Yes. Give me your right, just your oh, right hand. Okay. Open your hand, honey. Open your oh, hand. Oh, okay. You're in the backyard, <laughs> and I see uh-huh. girls. Oh. I see girl. Mm-hmm. No, no. Is it a girl that you like? No, no, no. It is your sister. Uh-huh. It is your sister. Yeah. You have one sister. I do. In Tennessee. Mm-hmm. 
And you are. Now let's look at your lines. Let's look at your lines. Oh, oh. TJ, open your eyes, beloved. Okay. Look at your lifeline. Wow. Your lifeline is long. Uh-huh. And it doesn't have any breaks in it. Do you know what that means? No. That means that you are going to prosper. Oh. And that you are going to have a very successful huh. life. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. great. Yeah. All right. That's good to know. Now, I want to talk about you, the person, your personality, your okay. inner, who you are, who, what, yeah. what makes TJ tick. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And now we're going to go into your headline mm-hmm. and we're going to go about your fate line and your Heartline. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. I want to say you're in the arts. Something having to do with, um, oh, I don't know, promotions or maybe marketing mm-hmm. of, of, of some sort. Is, yeah. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. What, what do you do, sir? Oh, I'm a digital marketing specialist. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. And you're mm-hmm. a damn good one. Yes, oh, you thank are. you. Yes, you <laughs> are. Yes. Tell my yes. boss. Thank you. Yes, beloved. At work. And this is going in with your headline. Your bosses, they love you and they love what mm. you do. You do your job well, TJ. Mm. You're very efficient. You you come in and you, you do your job. Yeah, I try. Now, let's talk about some other things that are maybe not, they're not where they should be. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, mm. the first thing that we're going to talk about is you do have a guardian angel. Ooh. Your guardian angel is... St. Ignatius of Assisi, and he wants me to tell you yeah. to stop making bad choices. Oh. I'm seeing you in a wow. room, oh. TJ. Uh-oh. Does this? Does what? What am I talking about? I don't know. You are in a room oh, with smoke, um. and St. Ignatius of Assisi <laughs> is having you. Put out all these little fires. <laughs> Wait a minute. Something with work. Something oh. with work. <gasps> oh. This is St. Ignatius of Assisi's, and he yes. is saying, TJ, uh-huh. stop uh-huh. being messy. Oh. What <laughs> does that mean? That stop be a- being messy at work, TJ. <laughs> yeah, that could mean a lot of things. Make yeah. better mm-hmm. choices okay. at work. Mm-hmm. He's, he's saying that you're... You're, you're yeah. starting things at work. You're, you're, your other co-workers, a lot of cooler talk, maybe some gossipy stuff that you shouldn't <laughs> be doing, TJ. Probably, could be, yeah. He's saying stop. This okay. is St. Ignatius of Assisi's. I will. That is telling you to do this, okay? Yeah. Let's move on to mm-hmm. your love life. Oh. Oh. Let's see. <laughs> okay. All right. This I'm be seeing also messy. now. <laughs> yeah. We don't oh. know. Uh, it's dark. Yeah. I'm feeling. I'm. I'm. I'm scared. Uh, me it, too. It, it, it's cold. Oh. I'm cold. I, I. You need to be hugged. You need yes. to be held. Oh, you need sometimes. to be held. Your, your dating life uh-huh. hasn't been going very well. Yes. Saint Ignatius of Assisi's uh-huh. is telling me, get off all the apps. Get off of the the plenty of fish uh-huh. and the. FarmersOnly.com. Get off of all of that. We'll do. We'll do. Get off of the tenders, the the swipe left and the swipe, the one night stand. Uh Get off of that. Okay. You have got to make better choices. Okay. The one guy Mm -hmm. that really liked you, Mm -hmm. that worked in the Banana Republic at Lenox Mall, you shished him. 
Huh. You shished him. Really? You have got to go <laughs> back to Linux Mall. Okay. This weekend, we will be working. TJ, he is going to have on a pink shirt Ooh. and yellow pants, <laughs> the same yellow as a banana. Pink shirt and yellow pants? And yellow pants, <laughs> oh, okay. TJ. All right. Banana Republic. Yeah. Yeah. He is a nice guy. Oh. He wants to take you out. And he works at Banana Republic like part time or No, like, well, he's the manager. But see oh, again, again. Yes, yes. Trust. Trust yeah. it. Don't question Claudette right. and my choices okay. for you. Oh, well, no. <laughs> now for your long term love life. Uh-huh. I'm seeing the belt line. Oh. You are on Ponce. Yes. And there is a man by the name of Ramsey. Ramsey. And he used to be the manager at the Apple Store in Pittsburgh. He's moving here this summer. Oh, my. He's going to make some type of startup company, and he needs someone who's very qualified in marketing. Oh. And that's wow. going to be you. Okay. Wow. Ramsey. And there's Ramsey. going to be, but there's going to be ebbs and flows. It's going to be a difficult relationship at first because you're still with Banana Republic. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh wait. But okay. Ramsey uh-huh. is going to be your final love. Wow. Ramsey is the one. Ramsey is the one that is going to be standing in the rain, oh. serenading you, oh. waiting wow. for you to get off work. Oh. Okay. Oh. This is the one that you're going to grow old with wow. and have lots of babies. Now, as far as your health goes, Uh-oh. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm nervous. I'm back in this room with Ignatius. Okay. Now, you're going to live long, Okay. but you're going to have some health problems. And one of the things yes. is, is there's going to be... Uh-huh. Some new type of SARS that's going to develop, oh. and you're going to get it, <laughs> and it's not going to go away immediately. It's it's not. It's going to be like a really bad upper respiratory oh infection, and the doctors are going to give you prednisone. Everybody knows prednisone is a steroid, and uh-huh. you're going to get fat. Oh, you're going to get fat, and oh, the no. weight is not going to come off no matter what you do. No. You are going to gain 50 pounds. Oh, no. It doesn't matter what you eat because you have to take this medicine to survive. But it will come off. Okay. Oh. But it is going to take over a year. Is Ramsey still there or did he Ramsey is in the picture. Oh. But. Uh Uh-huh. The fat yeah. that you are carrying mm-hmm. is going to make you so depressed that you're yeah. going to push everybody out. Oh. It's going to be really bad. And I just want to say that your hygiene mm. is going to suffer from that. Right. You're going to have to axe body spray. You're going to uh-huh. have to bath bombs. Yeah. You're going to have to mm-hmm. bath and body works because mm-hmm. you're just going to smell yeah. the fat, oh, the, the depression. It's just going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. But then you're going to come through this <laughs> like a phoenix rising out of the ashes. <laughs> Still fat? Or? No, no. The fat will it's going to come off. Okay. I'm it's going curious. to come off. All right. Good. It's just going to be a matter. Good. Remember, you're still that bug. You're still that bug. Oh, the ladybug. Right? You're still the ladybug. And it's hey, going to be. Ladybug. No, no, right. no. That's okay. 
Okay. You were sick, TJ. You yeah. were sick. You couldn't okay. help it. All right. But you'll have health insurance. Yeah. You'll be completely covered. Yeah. Oh, I'll right. get the plan up then. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I want you to remember that when you're fat. Yes. And people are not going to be nice. No. And your coworkers at work, they're going to call you Fatty McFat Pants. Probably. You, you take it on. Yeah. Don't start going making other fires. Don't rebuttal. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. Just remember. Just look at the, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. You're going to be skinny again. Oh. Okay? What's going to happen is when? there's going to be a new diet that comes out. It's uh-huh. going to be better than keto. Uh-huh. It's going to be better than vegan, pescatarian, and oh. all the other diets combined. Oh, my. You're going to get on this diet, yeah. and you are going to be looking fine. Uh, oh. You're going to start what? losing okay, this okay. weight. You're going to start smelling yeah. better. You're not going to stink anymore. Okay. Your co-workers aren't going to call you Fatty McFatman <laughs> anymore. I hope so. And Ramsey is <laughs> going so to be more in love with you oh. than he was the first day that he met you. He's still there. Ramsey never left. And you're oh. going to have lots of kids. Yeah. Lots of kids. Oh. But I want you to That's remember tough. one thing, yeah. TJ. Mm-hmm. I need you to make better decisions, okay? okay? Make better decisions. Even if it's something as simple as you guys are having an office lunch and mm-hmm. everybody else is ordering tuna and you have to yeah. go out and order something different and you order a yeah. burger. Oh. No, you stay on the same page with okay. everybody else, okay? All right. That's what I'm tuna talking about. Tuna all around. Tuna all around. <laughs> all right. Okay? okay? Do you have any questions for me below? Uh, so many. When do I get SARS? It's going to be two years from now. Oh. So get ready. <laughs> okay. Get ready. I'm gonna tell you. Go ahead and go get a get a vaporizer, humidifier, get clean linen sheets, no carpet, hardwood floors, and no pets. Okay. Because that's just gonna make it worse. Okay, beloved. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. There you go. TJ, how do you feel? Anxiety. I don't know. Yeah. SARS, though. Yeah, but that's but it's curable. Yeah, okay. It's curable. curable SARS. I'm gonna get fat. It's not leprosy. But you lose it. Oh, but you yeah. lose it. Right. And then Ramsey loves you more than ever. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad he's there, though. Ramsey's I feel optimistic there. about that. Aren't you glad to know? Kind of. No, I don't know. I'm so mixed about it. No, you can you change his future? Can you avoid SARS? Yeah, can I avoid SARS? No, oh. it's written in the stars. <laughs> but what I will say is. <laughs> it's going to be a roller coaster of a ride. It's going to uh-huh. come in ebbs and flows, but you're going to enjoy it. Okay. You're going to look yeah. back at this as a blessing, beloved. Okay. Trust me when I tell you this. If it was really, really bad, I would walk out right now. I wouldn't even oh. do the reading. Oh. St. Ignatius of Assisi yes. is telling me that you are a ride or die trooper. Yeah. And well. this is. It's like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. This is true. And actually, TJ, you, makes you, fluffier, I guess. you don't know this, but she refused to read George. Really? That I would not, wow. because his chakras was off. His, oh. his energy was not. I was. <laughs> I was blocked. <laughs> and there was something about you, and I uh-huh. sensed your spirit when I passed you in the bathroom. Oh, oh I knew wow. who you were. Yeah, and I had a feeling I knew who you were, but I not really. I was were. just like, oh, we have someone else. <laughs> I, I smelled you from around the corner. Yeah, I, I'm sorry about <laughs> that. And I mean that in a good way, oh, not in a bad okay. way. Okay, thank you. I, your essence. Oh. Thank you, Claudette, for coming on the funniest people I know podcast. We're You're so welcome. glad that uh-huh. you can welcome. help TJ. Yes. You're welcome. Anytime. You. Anytime. Pay it forward, beloved. Yeah, will do. That does it for this episode of The Funniest People I Know. 
We broadcast on Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. on the Georgia Radio Reading Service, and the podcast is available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can ask Alexa to play The Funniest People I Know. Please, folks, help us spread the word, rate, review, and subscribe. Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Funniest People I Know or email funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Have yourselves a hilarious week.